Welcome to a very uh, special uh, edition of, uh, we're in the studio, so we'll call it Aftermath. Um, this is our uh, Sunday morning edition. We will not be having uh, church in the sanctuary as usual this Sunday. As you can see, Brother Jeff is back and has made it back safely, is not in quarantine. Um, but we are taking all the necessary precautions um, to keep you guys safe. And at this time, we'll let Brother Jeff just kind of take it away. Yeah. Well, first of all, I'm glad to be back in the States. It's been uh, quite an amazing uh, trip for the last two weeks. And Mickey had told me that on the way home, I was coming home to a different world. And I, I certainly have yeah. experienced coming home to a different world. We'll talk a little bit more about our trip later on. But there's a couple of things that we want to talk about first and foremost this morning. Um, our hearts are certainly heavy and burdened this morning. Uh, Daniel uh, Cross passed away last night, and Daniel's uh, part of our extended church family. Yes. He um, was born with a heart defect, and actually, Michael, I didn't think he'd be able to live very long at all, but uh, Daniel lived for 15 years, mm-hmm. uh, had a heart transplant in February a year ago, and um, we, our heart just goes out to him. His um, grandmother, Miss Diane, is our piano player, and uh, I was on the phone with her last night uh, right before he passed, and then uh, just right after he passed, also talked with her. So uh, our hearts, uh, our um, prayers... Our thoughts go out to the Daniel Cross family. Also, um, uh, he's got two sisters, uh, Claudia and Olivia, and we lift them up and think about them. Of course, mom and dad, too. Uh, we don't know any arrangements uh, at the time of this recording, and uh, whatever those are, we'll try to pass those along as we can get there. So. Before we go any further, we do want to pause and we want to have a word of prayer uh, for that family. Heavenly Father, we come to you today and uh, in the midst of sorrow, in the midst of doubt, in the midst of fear, we thank you, Lord. We thank you that you are a powerful God, that you are in control. You know all things before they happen. And Lord, we honor and praise you that through Jesus Christ, we can have the stability and hope that no one else can have without Christ. So first of all, Lord, we thank you. And God, I also thank you for the Cross family. And Lord, we we lift the entire family up to you. And God, I just pray for grace and peace to continue to comfort Mm -hmm. them, give them the direction they need to go. Hold them closely, Lord, because God, I know that their hearts break. And it's a very, very difficult time, very difficult time. We pray for them and we lift them up. In Jesus' precious name, amen. 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 Again, we're uh, thankful that you're tuning in. Uh, due to the coronavirus, we have elected to uh, pre-record a service for Sunday. And uh, we're actually going to kind of pivot, Michael, today from what we had been talking and preaching about through the month of March. We've done a series on salvation where we talk about the importance of salvation, what it means to be saved, and then we followed that up with some testimonies. And I'm really anxious to see the testimonies. And so a couple of things I want to say. First, also I'm very thankful to my wife, Michelle, who came and gave the first testimony, very powerful testimony, very transparent in how she came to faith in Christ and what Christ has meant to her uh, since then. Also, Kelly Robbins, um, 
And Kelly, I heard you've done a fantastic job yes. of sharing your testimony and how you came to faith. And I was so uh, privileged uh, to be here to help lead you to Jesus and uh, along with your husband, Heath. Uh, and uh, it's just a wonderful blessing. And so I look forward also uh, to hearing that yeah, uh, testimony. And again, uh, also last week, Ken Sinclair um, was told she done a great job also. And so I look Very forward good. to mm-hmm. Uh, hearing that testimonies. And depending on, uh, Michael, what's going on over the course of the next week or two, we'll see how we can pick that Salvation Series back up. We still have two more personal testimonies to come forward and share how they gave their life to Christ and what Christ has meant in their life uh, since then. So, uh, Michael, I'll let you give a little commentary on, on where we've been the last couple of weeks also, and then we'll kind of move toward our message for today. Uh, so we have uh, discussed in the last couple of weeks uh, elements uh, of salvation, benefits, uh, if you will, of mm-hmm. salvation. And, uh, I preached a message two weeks ago uh, on why we need the cross. And, mm-hmm. and we, we, we looked at the idea that without the cross, and this is something that Joe Gullick, if you've watched our Aftermath uh, episodes, has said several times. He said, the one thing that stuck with me is, you said the cross makes a level playing field for all of us. Right. And yeah. we looked at the uh, the woman who was caught in adultery uh, and brought out before uh, Jesus. And the interesting thing about that is that the, the Pharisees and the religious leaders, they were correct. They said the, the law of Moses says to stone her. We looked at Leviticus 20.10 and how it says if a woman's caught in adultery, the man and the woman is to be put to death. Mm-hmm. And they said, but what do you say? And Jesus said, you know what? You want to stone her? And the first two words he said was, all right. All right, let's do it. He said, but that he was without sin cast for a stone. And when he said that, that levels everything for you and I. Amen. So when we Amen. when we look at other people's lives and the things that they go through, maybe it's not like what we've been through or maybe it's not what we've ever had to deal with. And we may have some harsh opinions. But until we are the sinless, perfect one, we have to lay them stones down. Because what the cross did is the cross said it's level for everyone. Amen. And that's why Jesus treated her that way. He didn't, he, it wasn't him saying that adultery was okay or anything like that. <laughs> what he said was, look, if they don't continue because of the, because they have sin in their life, then I'm not going to continue either because of the cross. Amen. And so that's kind of what we, we looked at, um, for that. And Kelly Robbins testimony went perfectly well, uh, with that. And then last week, Brother Browning brought a message about um, heaven or hell, and he used uh, the rich man Lazarus. And basically, uh, we have a choice to make in life, whether we follow Jesus or, or whether we mm-hmm. don't. And there's a greater uh, thing, and there's a greater point to be made in this life. It's not necessarily coronavirus and whether you got to go back to work or all that kind of stuff. All that will work itself out in time. But there is an eternal destiny that is coming, and it is forever. It is not uh, just uh, for a short time. And there is an actual heaven and an actual hell. And so it is very important that that you, if you've not made the decision to follow Christ, that you start seeking him and, and mm-hmm. trying to, mm-hmm. to find him so that, that you can make that choice for yourself before it's too late. And Kenzie did a fantastic job of talking about how her mom and dad were influential. And I just remember standing on stage 
watching her talk about her dad and her mom and just looking at the, her dad's face and seeing the, the just the proudness, oh, just beaming, yeah. just, uh, just beaming wow. with it. And it was, it was powerful. Mm-hmm. Thank you so much mm-hmm. for that. Mm-hmm. And that leads us to this week. Yeah, this week we, we're going to pivot uh, kind of away from salvation and we're going to talk about uh, fear and anxiety. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, every generation that comes along, uh, they will experience uh, an incredible amount of fear and they'll always say, there's never been a time in the history of the U.S. there's been so much fear right? anxiety. Right. And that goes on to the next generation, next generation. You can back that all the way up to my grandparents. Um, you know, during the uh, World War II, I can imagine the fear and anxiety that my grandmother was experiencing when my grandfather went to fight for World War II. So we, we want to try to encourage you today about this fear and anxiety that's going around about the coronavirus. Um, fear always has an object. That's right. Okay. Mm-hmm. There's always something that creates fear. And fear um, is, is kind of a mechanism that God has given us to make us to check up or to be cautious about things. And fear comes in so many different ways. I remember Michael years ago, uh, right here in the parsonage, mm-hmm. one night about 2 a.m., I heard the God awful racket in the house. <laughs> I mean, it was quite a racket. I'm telling you, fear just ran through my body. And uh, I told Michelle, uh, to get up and go find out what it was, you know, it was just so scary. I mean, it was obviously that I thought somebody was in the house, you know. And after uh, sitting there for a minute or two and taking deep breaths and trying to get myself together, I just gritted my teeth and I got up and I went to opening doors and, and throwing on lights and, and trying to make a you know a big deal about it. And I looked in the bathroom and the bathroom shower curtain had fallen. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, it has to create uh, just a moment of, of great fear. And come to find out, there was nothing to be fearful That's right. uh, for. Uh, fear has a strange way of crippling us. It does. Uh, fear has a strange way of us second-guessing if God is in control. Mm-hmm. Fear has a strange way of our faith uh, kind of faltering right. rather than grabbing on to truth. I remember another story that Joseph Oxen told me about fear. Uh, Joseph Oxen is an evangelist in Ghana, West Africa. He has planted over 150 churches, Michael, mm-hmm. and a quite an incredible man of God. He has spoken at this church yes. several times. Mm-hmm. And so he was telling me the story that he was at a crusade uh, one night, and there were a lot of people there. And after the crusade, a lot of people were sitting around talking, and some of them were praying and carrying on. And uh, someone noticed out in the field next to the crusade a flame hmm. coming up out of the ground every now and then. And um, they all began to get kind of concerned. What in the world? Hmm. I, mean, I, I don't know if you can comprehend this, but put yourself in West Africa at midnight and you look out across the plains and you see fire coming up out of the earth. What's the first thing you're going to think about? <laughs> well, obviously they started saying, it's the devil. Right, yeah. Satan is in the field. And, and Joseph went on and told me, he said, you know, fear was really capturing people mm-hmm. and, and created a lot of chatter and a lot of anxiety. Joseph said that he finally got tired of it. He said, well, if it's the devil, he's got to go back. We have the authority over him. Mm-hmm. 
He said, I went walking out across that field followed by a bunch of other uh, prayer ladies and men behind me. And I was in the name of Jesus, in the name of Jesus. And he gets up there to where the fire was. And you know what it was? What was it? It was a garbage dump. <laughs> and every now and then when the wind would blow, the flame would kind of pick up and uh, create some smoke. And it created a lot of fear. But again, the point was, um, there really wasn't anything there to be fearful of. But now we've got the coronavirus, and obviously people are afraid that the toilet paper is going to run out. I don't quite understand. I don't, I don't understand what the coronavirus has to do with toilet tissue or, or bread. I guess people are, are freezing their bread and so forth. And I understand that if you're not a Christian. Mm-hmm. But if you are a follower of Christ, the coronavirus um, should be something you should be cautious about, but never live in fear about. Mm-hmm. And there's a difference between being cautious and wise, and, and there's a difference between being cautious and wise and living in fear. That's right. It seems to me there's a lot of people living in fear. There's a lot of people that's uh, fearful. Well, will I get the coronavirus? Living in fear, will I be able to pay my bills if I get laid off work? And so forth and on and on and on and on. Um, there's a lot of fear. And, and I want to assure my congregation today, and those also people that are listening to this message, if you are a follower of Christ, the words today is fear not. That's right. On my way home from um, Africa this past week, I was sitting in an airplane uh, flying in from Johannesburg, uh, South Africa. And I noticed a lady to, uh, to my far left, and uh, she had the Bible open, and she was reading the Word of God. And I couldn't wait to ask her what the Word of the day was mm-hmm. for us. And so when we landed, um, uh, I think we were flying from Harare to Johannesburg. And when we landed... I looked at her and I said, what's the word for today? And she said, excuse me. And I said, I saw that you was reading the Holy Word. I said, what is the word for today? And uh, this African woman said, fear not, believe, believe. That is the word for us today is to believe and believe. And I I want everyone to know that um, our Heavenly Father is in control. Our Heavenly Father understands your anxieties and your fears. Mm -hmm. Our Heavenly Father is not caught off guard. Right. And our Heavenly Father has promised that if we will seek Him first, He'll provide all of our needs. Mm -hmm. Fear has to be gone, and fear must be replaced with faith. Um, I don't want people living in fear. Now, we need to be cautious, right? We need to wash our hands. Mm -hmm. We need to be cautious of, of the people, the, the crowds that we hang out with. But we should never, ever live in fear. Another thing that I have a fear of, and most people will say, well, Brother Jeff, I have that fear too, is snakes. Yeah. <laughs> I, I, can't, I can't stand snakes. And over where we live, we have a farm there that has some beaver ponds on it, some creeks through it. And Michael, there are cottonmouth snakes everywhere. Mm-hmm. Uh, Josh Tate was telling me this week, that he and his son had driven down in the, in the bottom of Heim where he lives, and he counted 11 snakes hanging in trees. There were cottonmouth snakes. Wow. Um, and one of the things about, about snakes that uh, can create fear, if I see a snake and then I see another snake, 
the next limb I see is a snake. Right, yeah. And I can't tell you how many times I've just jumped, and of course it wouldn't be nothing more than a limb Mm -hmm. laying across the road or something like that. But if fear would rush through my soul and just kind of startle me. When we when we think about fear, I think uh, along with myself, uh, I've had fear of raising my children. Right. Yeah. Uh, You've probably already had some thoughts and fears about uh, uh, your your son. Most everybody can resonate with fear. Well, will my child or will my children turn out okay? How will they do in life? And, and we carry this this fear. And uh, my wife, who is an incredible uh, a mother and spouse, she she has told me that for a long time she carried a lot of fear about her children. Then one day she said, "These children belong to the Lord." That's right. And I'm not going to live in fear because fear takes a lot of energy. It does. Absolutely. Fear takes a lot of sleep mm-hmm. away. Uh, fear makes the body weak. Uh, fear creates the what if as the worst circumstance that could possibly take place. That's right. So the question we need to ask ourselves, Michael, as followers of Jesus, what does God's word say about fear? Mm-hmm. And I'm going to let you kind of pick up there for just a moment and then we'll come back to God's word today. Okay. Um, I want to um, speak for just a minute on more of a, a little bit more of a practical sense when it comes to this, you know, I, um, I can sympathize with quite a few, uh, of, of the listeners out there, the viewers out there. Cause I, I'm not allowed to go back to work till May the 1st. Mm. And so last week, every day we were told on Tuesday that, um, we were going down to four days a week. And so I, I felt, uh, I felt not fearful. I felt like, okay, I know what's going on. I can now make some adjustments. And then we found out a couple of days later that we would be working on Friday, which was kind of odd. You know, some other things were happening in the background that were beginning to kind of, it was causing a lot of fear. It was causing a lot of fear in people. We did not know what was going on. And on Friday, when we got the, the news that we were, we would be coming back, but it would be uh, not until May the 1st, it was almost as if, once I kind of understood what was going on, my, the fearfulness of the unknown just kind of vanished. And now I know what I, I need to do, know what I can do to prepare. Um, but here's the thing that I've had to kind of remind myself, and this is one of the things that stuck with me. This is Matthew chapter number six, verse 26. Look at the birds. They don't plant or harvest or store food in barns. For your heavenly Father feeds them, and you are, and aren't you far more valuable to Him than they are? Yeah. And all your worries add a single moment to your life. And here's the thing: this didn't come from Paul or Peter or John or somebody that we might could have uh, found a way, found a loophole in. This came from Jesus, Jesus right. the man who didn't have a single place to lay his head. This man who never uh, worked a materialistic job. This guy uh, was all about others, was all about ministry. And this guy literally, if, if we were to look at it today, lived from moment to moment, day to day. And he did not worry about a single solitary thing. He did not live in fear. Even 
with the cross looming. Wow. There was no there was no fear in that because the heavenly Father was going to take care of him. Mm-hmm. And I believe the same thing uh, for myself. I believe the same thing for my family that I have to remind myself if God's got the the birds in the air and, and all of the things that creep along the ground and God's got me mm-hmm. and, and there's no reason to live in fear. Just trust and do the best. Again, be cautious. Be cautious. You know, uh, we're not promoting that the tornadoes come in and you go stand out in the middle of it. We're not promoting that. tempt the Lord thy God. Exactly. Yeah. Be cautious, be wise, but we don't have to live in fear. Uh, yeah. God's going to take care of us one way or the other. Yeah. Also remember too, Michael, when I was in junior high, I think I was in about the seventh grade, could have been sixth grade. There was an incredible narrative going through America about the Russians. Mm-hmm. And, and I can't, I remember uh, living in fear about the Russians. I just thought the Russians were going to invade us. The Russians were going to take me captive. And there's this fear yeah. about the Russians. And again, there's so many things that can create fear. Our millennial children have lived through so much fear times of school shootings and bombings and just so forth, which creates a narrative fear. And I want all the parents listening to me right now. Your children are probably experiencing a lot more fear than what you think they are experiencing. That's right. Your teenagers are experiencing a lot more fear than what you think they are experiencing. You need to reassure them that we have a heavenly father that's good. That's right. Yeah. And we have a heavenly father that's in control. Mm -hmm. And we have a heavenly father that has promised us by his Holy Spirit that we can overcome fear. I want all of you to remind your children and your grandchildren that our heavenly father is good and he is in control and his word is fear not. Paul, in in writing to Timothy, uh, in this verses that we hear all the time, and I've preached on this many times when there was very little fear going around, but it needs to be reminded. Timothy is a young evangelist, Mm -hmm. uh, probably has some moments of doubt about how his life is going to work Mm -hmm. out and where his next appointment will be. Will it be preaching in Ephesus? Will it be preaching over at Philippi? Will he be going down to the church in Thessalonians? And and Paul, being an older guy, um, being a guy who is skilled in the Word of God, he writes a letter to Timothy. Mm -hmm. And in that letter, he reminds Timothy of the faith of his mother and grandmother. And we all, most all of us, we have a mother or grandmother that we can hang our faith on. Not all of us, but many of us do. And so we can understand that. And Paul says, he says, um, in 1 Timothy chapter 1, verse 6, therefore I remind you to stir up the gift of God, which is in you through the laying on of my hands. And when we think about that verse, Michael, when you mess around with a hornet's nest, Yeah, you will stir it up. Mm-hmm. And what happens? Thank hornets you, yeah. go everywhere. Yeah. If you stir up a yellow jacket's nest, uh, you're going to be in trouble. Right. So when Paul tells Timothy, you, you need to stir up the gift. Mm-hmm. In practical words, he's saying, you need to stir up that Holy Spirit that's in you. Yeah. How do we stir up the Holy Spirit in, in us? Well, obviously, it's most of the time is through really heartfelt worship. Right. 
Uh, I'll, I'll tell this story. We'll continue to move on. In, in Africa, before it's time to preach, mm-hmm. they will sing a seven or eight minute song mm-hmm. of adoration to God. And, and the whole time the song is building and building and more people are getting involved and they are just stirring, stirring up <laughs> the Holy Spirit. I, they intentionally uh, move toward a time of adoration and praise and uh, it's a powerful, powerful mm-hmm. moment. Every worship service that I went to, we went to a lot of them the last couple of weeks, they would, the preacher, and uh, I just wouldn't be able to do that. I was like, can I sing? But every preacher over there would sing. Yeah. And he'd have a course and then the congregation, and they would just build, and they would build, and they would build. And man, before it was over with, it was a full-fledged, Pentecostal praise and worship to Almighty God. I mean, they, they would stir up the spirit. And, mm-hmm. and for you who are living in fear and doubt, I think the advice that Paul gives to Timothy is great advice for you today. Take time to sit at your Father's feet, to mm-hmm. sit at the feet of Jesus. And praise his holy name. And encourage your children to right. join with yeah. you. That's stir right. up yeah. the gift that is in you. And when that happens, mm-hmm. um, fear is replaced by faith. Yes. Paul doesn't stop there. He goes on and he says, verse 7, For God has not given us a spirit of fear. Mm. So if we experience fear, an unhealthy fear, I think uh, fear of a rattlesnake or a cottonmouth snake is a good thing. That's right. You yeah. need to fear that. But when you have unhealthy fear, you need to know that it did not come from God. Mm-hmm. It did. God has not given us a spirit of fear. And so when you experience fear because of a narrative that uh, could be true, could not be true, right. and I'm not arguing one way or another, but once that narrative begins, you creates doubt and frustration mm-hmm. and fear in you, you need to know that that does not come from God. God has not given us a spirit of fear. But then he goes on and he says, but he's given us power, love, and a sound mind. Mm -hmm. Three things. He says, God has given us power, Holy Spirit, resurrection power. As we move toward Easter, we'll talk more about that. But we we have power to overcome the obstacles in our life through the grace of Jesus Christ. Mm -hmm. We have the power to lay down and die and sleep. Mm-hmm. through the power of Jesus Christ. Right. We have the power, or better yet, we have the authority mm-hmm. in our lives to live above a, a narrative, a, a moment of fear. You need to know this. That's right. You need to know this, Michael. Mm-hmm. Yeah, uh, this is this is just amazing stuff to think about. Um, you, know, you were talking about sharing that with, with your, your children. Boy, what an opportunity that the parents that, that the kids can't go to school and so that the, the parents may be out of work. What an amazing opportunity if you think about it this way that you've been given by God to when the kids ask, why can't we go to school? What's going Absolutely. on? You have an amazing opportunity Absolutely. to instill instead of instead of fear, you have an amazing opportunity to still instill faith. Right. You have an amazing opportunity to to build. I, I think I saw a something on Facebook that was just tremendous. This person commented and said, 
I want my kids basically to look back on this time and when they ask, uh, how did we survive the, the, the coronavirus outbreak of 2020? What do you remember about that, kids? And the kids say, well, uh, I remember we didn't get to go to school very much. And I remember that, that things were a little different. But, you know, I remember us sitting down at the table and having a meal as a family. Yeah. I remember us being able to do stuff together that we normally don't get to do because we go to school. This is an amazing opportunity for us to combat the fear that maybe social that maybe the media is spreading with the faith and the goodness and the power and the love that God mm. has given us. Mm-hmm. Well, let's stir within us mm-hmm. love. <laughs> let's stir within us faith and hope wow. and not wow. fear. Yeah, absolutely. And again, as he finishes out this verse, he says a power mm-hmm. of love and of sound mind. Mm-hmm. So that's what's in us, power, love, love and a sound mind. Um, I read this on, on Facebook that uh, uh, this is a joke. Okay, yeah. so yeah. when you get the punchline, you, you'll know. Uh, a guy had gone into the um, a grocery store and he asked for our, the nuts. And the, the person in the grocery store said, well, they're over there on the toilet tissue aisle. Yeah, you know? yeah. Yeah, sound mind, sound mind. When we think about a sound mind, what does that mean when Paul says, I'm giving you um, the the Holy Spirit of power, love, and sound mind. Sound mind um, always keeps it together. Mm -hmm. In other words, um, he didn't think about the worst. He thinks about what the possibility of good would be. Mm -hmm. That is what is in you. Power, love, and a sound mind. And we want to try to encourage you today that God is in control and no matter what happens, no matter what happens, our eternal destination is more important than the things, the temporal world that goes on here. And we want you to know that there's power to overcome fear and it is through Jesus. So if you're experiencing an unusual amount of fear and doubt. Probably one or two things going on. You may not truly know Jesus Christ as Lord and Savior. So I encourage you today, as we've been also talking about salvation, that you humble yourself, repent of your sins, and ask Christ to come in to be your Lord and Savior. And when that happens, that Holy Spirit of power, love, and sound mind begins to take root into your heart. It changes you from the inside to the out. Maybe you've given your life to Christ, but you're still just living an incredible amount of fear and doubt and worry. Let me help you on that. I encourage you to get back in the Word of God. Mm-hmm. Yes. Read the Word of God and believe the Word of God. The Word of God is truth. The Word of God is what will move all the things of the world away and will build you a foundation that you can stand on. Mm -hmm. That's what God wants for you. Give your mind and your heart uh, to the Word of God. You have been there before, and you will experience when you go back that stirring in your heart, the stirring of God's love in your heart, it will bring a peace upon you. Mm. One of the things, one of the benefits, Michael, of being a follower of Christ is this. We, we don't have to live in fear. We don't have to live in anxiety. But we can live in peace and power of the Holy Spirit. And that's what we want for you today. And that right. is our word. 
uh, for you today. Yeah, it's an amazing thing. We want that for you. We want you to to be able to uh, live in this time of uncertainty with hope, uh, with trust. Uh, This is the moment that we talk about where it's time for those who know Christ to shine and let the world see your light. This is the time when they need to see it the most. Uh, and we're, we're, we've got some resources that we want to tell you about that are going to help you to do that. Um, starting uh, next week, we'll be uh, bringing to you a program called Right and Divided, where every morning we're going to be doing a little devotional, probably from uh, maybe from this room, maybe from my office. It doesn't matter. Uh, giving you some encouragement, giving you some mm-hmm. strength and tools to be able to do exactly what we're talking about today. Um, we're also excited to bring to you uh, a program called uh, called uh, sorry, I'm having my notes. Twenty five one. Twenty five one is this uh, is our Bethlehem worship program. It follows uh, Isaiah twenty five one, which says, "Lord, you are my God. I will exalt you and praise your name for in perfect faithfulness." You have done wonderful things, things planned long ago. And we want you to be able to take this program into your home and do exactly what we were talking about. Let's, we're going to, we're going to have some of our artists, some of our, our worshipers get in front of the camera and they're going to sing some of the powerful worship songs that we do here. We know uh, that you guys can't be here with us uh, for the time being. So we are coming to you. And we're going to be presenting the worship and doing worship things with you. And we're hoping to have uh, amazing response from this. And this is just opportunities that we can reach out to you and give you something that you can guys, you can sit down with your family. Maybe you're going through some hardships. Maybe you're either you're dealing with some uncertainties. We're going to be presenting the word through um, Rightly Divided, some worship through a program called 25-1. And uh, uh, we're still going to continue with our other content as well. Uh, everything's going to continue to flow just like it has mm-hmm. up until this point. So we're going to, we're committed here at the church mm-hmm. to offering you content where you're at, wherever it is. If you're quarantined at home, if you're, if you're at work trying to get through the day, whatever the case is, we're off, we're, we're, we're committed to offering you content. It's going to help uplift you, encourage you and give you something to strengthen your faith. And we are prepared to do that um, as, as we are here. Just a couple of final announcements uh, before we close. Um, if you uh, want to continue your tithing, you can do that yes. online. You yes. can go to our church webpage. Mm-hmm. Michael also will be uh, putting together a tutorial yes. uh, video that he'll post on Facebook yes. in the next day or so yes. that can help walk you uh, through that. Let's uh, Another way to somebody, Michael or myself or Mickey, we'll, mm-hmm. we'll be around the church pretty much all week long, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, at least for most of the day. And if you feel the need to come by and uh, uh, give your gift, we'll, we'll be here uh, for that. Mm-hmm. Uh, so that's people are asking and wanting to know. And so we're trying to give out some of that information yes. also. Also, too, we, we will continue to do this Um and adjust each week as we need to. Yes. We, we don't know when our services will start back mm-hmm. and could possibly start back this Sunday. And it very well may not be right. this Sunday. So we'll try to keep you up to date and posted uh, throughout the week as time goes on. We do need uh, questions back from all of you who are listening. If you got some questions concerning what's going on with the church, 
uh, please send us a text message yes. or maybe message uh, Michael through Facebook, and we'll try to answer those questions. This is un, un- territory, uncharted yeah. territory for yeah. us, and uh, so it is a challenge for the pastor. Believe me, I, I read a post in, in the difficulties of a pastor. You know, if we if we cancel church, we're going to get uh, we're going to get fussed at. If we right. have church, yeah. we're going to get right. fussed at. So um, I covet your prayers yes. as I humble myself and, and covet your prayers mm-hmm. uh, for you. And uh, so, yeah, God bless you. We're about to end here. I do want to give uh, one final shout out to um, Janet Tohill. I think she made Michael. She 30 plus on her ACT. Amazing. So, yeah, that's Good amazing. Job. Yeah. Fantastic. Well, that's, that's wonderful. Uh, I know you've worked hard to get to that. Yes. So we, we thank you and bless you for that. And we will also keep you up to date on the Cross family. Keep yes. keep them in your prayers. Also, uh, Leanne, Leanne Gullick, I, I found out that her stepdad passed away. They buried him today. Okay. Leanne right. Gullick as well. We are uh, uh, remembering you and your family. Absolutely. This time Absolutely. And if you'll let us know also other prayer requests that we need to send out, we, yeah, well, we can do that. Well, we want to encourage you to have a wonderful Sunday. Yes. Um, and um, we hope that you have tuned in with mm-hmm. us uh, to our video. hope you've been encouraged. Right. And um, spend time with your family. And um, Michael, God bless you. And you can have a final prayer and we'll sign off. All right, let's pray. Father, we are so thankful that in the midst of this... Uh, very difficult and trying and and just uncharted territory that we actually have a way that we can reach out to our congregation. We can't have them all here uh, for for obvious reasons, but we are so thankful that we can be with them. And Father, we pray uh, that we would have the opportunity to reach them and, and encourage them and uplift them and strengthen them. We pray, Father, that your Holy Spirit would find them right where they are and that you would uh, comfort them in this time and help them to be, uh, help them to know that you've got this, that this has not caught you by surprise and that you are, you have prepared the way. If we'll just acknowledge you in all our ways, you'll make the path straight. Mm-hmm. We thank you for that. We pray uh, for the Cross family and we pray for the Gullick family as they have lost uh, loved ones. We pray, Father, in the name of Jesus, this is difficult, difficult times mm-hmm. for them. Uh, we pray that you would just strengthen them, that you would encourage them, that you would lift them up, that you would just wrap them in your arms and give them peace and comfort and help them to know that there are people that love them and that are going to help walk through this moment with them. Father, we pray that you would just be there in such a mighty way. We pray for those that are sick throughout our church. We pray that you would be with them, that you would strengthen and show them that you are the great healer and that you are not going to leave their side, Father. Calm the fears, Father. Calm the fears and stir up the faith. Yes. And we'll give you all honor and glory and praise for it in Jesus' name. Amen. Amen. God bless.